0: Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Yankees listeners get $50 off $500 purchase. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. On today's show, we're recapping the sweep against the Orioles. We have two games to look at, and they were pretty good. Today's game was a little iffy at the end, but the Yankees pulled it off. They pulled off a six-game homestand going 6-0 against the Guardians and Orioles. So we'll talk about all that and more coming up on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Stacey Gotsoulias, the host of Locked on Yankees. Welcome to the show. It is Thursday, April 28th, and the Yankees just completed a sweep against the Baltimore Orioles, which is what they're supposed to do against the Baltimore Orioles. We will talk about that in a moment, but first, you can get Locked on Yankees in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, and when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked on Yankees. My cat Sweepy is here. So if you see a tail waving, it's, what are you going to do? I'm not the only Locked On host with cats, and I'm not the only Locked On host whose cats make appearances in their show. So the Yankees completed the sweep against the Orioles this afternoon, winning 10-5 at the stadium, and hallelujah, right? This is how you're supposed to play against the Orioles. You're supposed to beat them. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. No offense to the Orioles. No offense to their fans. But if you want to be good in a baseball season, if you want to lead a division, you have to beat the bad teams. That was the problem last season. The Yankees just did a teensy bit better than the Orioles last year. They could have hosted the wildcard game. If they did a lot better against the Orioles last year, they could have been in the running for the division with the Rays. They could have been neck and neck with them instead of being neck and neck with the Blue Jays and the Red Sox down the stretch. And the Mariners, really. The Mariners were almost there, too. This is what you're supposed to do, guys. Yeah. So let's look at last night's game first. That was a 5-2 victory. Jordan Montgomery did not get the victory. And he didn't pitch bad. He only gave up two runs and it only came off one hit. But that's how it goes. The Yankees were winning 2-0 and then the Orioles tied it. Then the Yankees pulled ahead when Michael King was the pitcher of record. He won the game. He's so great. Michael King is unbelievable. He's just so much fun to watch. And he, you know... David Cohn said on today's broadcast, Michael Kay asked him, would you keep King as a reliever or would you stretch him out into a starter? Cohn thinks he should be a starter. Maybe not right now. He's still working on his repertoire and, um, you know, adding pitches to his arsenal. But he's doing it really well. And I think right now he's great coming out of the bullpen and a very big, key piece for the Yankees coming out of the bullpen. But I do agree with Cohen. I think they should stretch him out into a starter because I think he'd be phenomenal. And let's go through the stats. Now, last night was a big night for Giancarlo Stanton. He hit his third home run of the season, but 350 in his career. Pretty cool. It took him a while to get to 350. I think there was, did they say 57 at-bats between... 349 and 350 and once you get over that hump it's easier 350 is a pretty big deal and he did it in the seventh I think he was the seventh fastest player to do it A-Rod's ahead of him on that list not by so many games but he's ahead of him on that list and Joey Gallo hit his second home run in as many nights what did I say on yesterday's show I said Once he got number one out of the way, it was going to be easier for him to get number two and number three and number four. So he already got number two. He did not get, I don't believe he got number three today, right? Because um, I was half paying attention to the game. I was walking five miles in my house while watching the TV. Don't ask. It was too cold for me to go outside. So I was doing laps in my house. So (laughs) last night's game, um, Stanton and Gallo were the two that hit home runs and the Yankees were actually 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. They left five on base. The Orioles were 1 for 4 with runners in scoring position. They left f- five on base. And Montgomery's final numbers: five and two third innings, two runs on the one hit by Santander. That bomb. It was it was his worst pitch of the game, and he knew it. Um, no walks, which is you want to see that. Four strikeouts, four hits, and then King comes in. Two and one-third innings, only one hit, one walk, two strikeouts. His ERA on the season is 0.69. That's all I'll say. Clay Holmes came in, got his second save of the season, pitched one full inning, got two strikeouts. The Yankees managed two runs off Tyler Wells, who started the game. He lasted five innings, and he gave up the home run to Stanton, which was early in the game. And that's another thing you want to see from the Yankees. You want to see them score early. You want to see them start things off on a good note. And they did, until Santander tied it. But then the Yankees pulled away. And that's always good to see. And there were, let's see, there were a couple of productive outs, too, that helped them get to the 5-2. And... Today's game was a different story. The poor Orioles, we'll talk about it in segment two, but it was bad for them. That was not a fun game for their defense at all. And, you know, the Yankees did things in the offseason to shore up their own defense. And watching the other team's defense be that bad was slightly amusing. All right, it wasn't slightly amusing. It was very amusing because it helped the Yankees out. And let's see if there was anything. Was there anything else from last night of note? I'm trying to remember. Oh, (laughs) on the broadcast, David Cohn was wondering who Trevino looks like. And he asked Twitter. So I replied and said that he looked like a cross between Miguel Cairo and Miguel Cabrera. And then when they came back from the commercial break, Cohn said that the consensus on Twitter was that Trevino looked like Miguel Cairo. So I'm glad that I'm not crazy when I say that he looks like Miguel Cairo. So that's always a good thing. But I, I didn't realize that on, I don't know if it was last night's broadcast or the night before, Cohn said that Wandy, <sighs> Wandy Peralta looked like, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, Buddy Hackett. I kind of see it in the eyes. Michael K. doesn't see it, but I see it. I don't think anyone in that age range, I don't think anyone on the team knows who Buddy Hackett is. But that's, tell me what you think in the comments. Tell me who you think Trevino looks like and who, (laughs) I don't know. Look up Buddy Hackett and just look at the eyes. It, It does look like. Yeah, it looks like him. I agree with Cohn. Kay thought he was crazy, but I actually agree with him. I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that's too... That's hilarious. Ugh. All right. So in segment two, we will talk about this afternoon's contest, which was very good for the Yankees, and it finished off a sweep, not only of the series against the Baltimore Orioles, but of the entire homestand, which is always good. You know, you want to end a homestand on a good note. You want to sweep a series, and the Yankees will have a happy flight out to kansas city but first whether she prefers prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance blue nile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom shop high quality classic diamond earrings elegant tennis bracelets or gemstone pendant necklaces celebrating the special women in your life on blue nile.com you can easily navigate thousands of fine jewelry options at every price point BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring and are committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. When you commit to a piece, so does Blue Nile, with guaranteed service and repair for life. If you're not satisfied, no problem. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee, so shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. This Mother's Day, give mom something special she'll treasure forever. With fine jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Yankees listeners, you get $50 off a $500 purchase. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, where you get recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts who are taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that was funny. That was was an error, which the uh, Baltimore Orioles would know all about today because they committed five of them. Do you know how difficult it is? To commit five errors in a Major League Baseball game? (laughs) That is just... This is why you're supposed to beat a team like the Orioles. My goodness, five errors. What? And the funny thing is, the Yankees were actually down in this game. They were down 2-0 going into the bottom of the fifth, and then they exploded for four runs, which is always fun to watch. But yeah, that was... (laughs) I feel bad for the Orioles, but not really. You know, this is how the Yankees are supposed to play against you. Now let's go through the plays and see what actually happened. So, because like I said, I was doing laps around my house, which I know sounds absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) But it was too windy out. So... People were complaining when they saw the lineup because people always complain when they see the lineup. I shouldn't say people as in everyone. I'm talking about Twitter and social media because that's what I see. They were complaining that Marwin Gonzalez was in the game and that Isaiah Kiner-Falefa was getting rest and people have an issue with guys getting rest already. But, you know, day game after a night game, Kiner-Falefa has been great. Give him a day off. Why not? But Marwin Gonzalez helped the Yankees score first in that bottom of the fifth when he doubled and scored Tim Locastro. Then Aaron Judge hit a single. That scored Marwin Gonzalez to make it 2-2. Then Anthony Rizzo singled, scored DJ LeMayhew. Judge made it to third. That made it 3-2, Yankees. Giancarlo Stanton singled. That scored Judge. Rizzo made it to second. It was 4-2. Then... In the bottom of the eighth inning, Judge hit, it, it was funny, I actually stopped walking right at the moment that Judge was up, and I just, I don't know why, I felt home run, and it was literally, <laughs> they threw him the pitch, and he hit the ball 417 feet, I think was what the final <laughs> distance was, and he hit it like 113 miles an hour, and uh, yeah, so it was 7-2 at that point. Um, Let's see. Um hold on. No, 10 2. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. It was it was 7 2 when he was when he was up, and then he made it 10 2. Now, uh the Orioles scored three runs in the top of the ninth. And I know it was annoying for people to watch because you know, you don't want that happening because You're up 10-2. You're supposed to just get the team out. So Ron Marinaccio replaces Chad Green for the top of the ninth. Now he gets Santander out on strikes, which is great because he's becoming a pain in the butt. You know, Cedric Mullins is usually the pain in the butt for the Yankees against the Orioles, but Santander was the one this week. Trey Mancini hit a double. Austin Hayes hit a double that scored Mancini. Mancini. Rugned Odor hit a double that scored Hayes. Then Jorge Mateo, former Yankee, had a horrible game. (laughs) Awful. Awful. He struck out swinging for the second out. Ryan McKenna singles, scores Rugned Odor. Lucas Letke had to come in. He walks. Ramon Urias... And then Kelvin Gutierrez flies out for the last out, but don't make the bottom of the at uh, the bottom the top of the ninth like that. I mean, the Yankees had a big enough lead; there was no way the Orioles were really going to come back. I didn't picture them scoring eight runs in the top of the ninth. You know, I believe Aaron Boone would have made enough moves for that to not happen. But when May comes along, they're going to have to cut some guys, and Maranakio is definitely going down because. He has not looked great in his appearances. He's coming up during or coming in during mop-up time and he's not doing well. So, you know, it was a nice story. Him and Sears and Clark Schmidt coming up or staying up and being, you know, called up to the big club. But yeah, he's probably going to go down unless something happens. Hopefully nothing will happen to anyone else. Um, yeah, let's see the... um. Sorry, I'm scrolling here because I don't have a setup where I have two different screens. So after this sweep of the homestand and sweep of the Orioles, the Yankees are 13-6. and six And in first place in the AL East, they have the fewest amount of losses. The Blue Jays lost to the Red Sox last night, so they have seven losses. Um, so they're 12 and 7. They're playing right now, actually, in Toronto. That was a 3.07 start. Actually, let me check. Let's see how the Red Sox and Blue Jays are doing. Because that, I mean, I know we shouldn't really be looking at scoreboards and stuff like that in the end of April, but just curious. Oh, this game started at 3.07 and it's already the bottom of the eighth and the Blue Jays are up one nothing. And I know that Garrett Whitlock was pitching and pitching really well, which is so annoying to watch as a Yankee fan because the Yankees gave him up and he's been unbelievable. Why does it look like heaven is shining down on me right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, So the Red Sox are 8-11. and I didn't realize that. I what See... Like I said, it's too early to really check the standings, but it's Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, Red Sox, Orioles. The Orioles are th- 6 and 13, so they have the opposite record of the Yankees. The Blue Jays are 12 and 7 at the moment. They'll be 13 and 7 if they hold on, and the Red Sox will be 8 and 12 if the Blue Jays hold on. The Rays are 11 and 8, and let's see the Red Sox and the Orioles in their last 10 are both 3 and 7. The Blue Jays and Rays are 7-3 and three in their last 10, and the Yankees are 8-2. and two. So, the Yankees are doing what we want them to do, and not only that, they have the best record in the American League. Again, it's early, but, you know, sometimes the Yankees struggle out of the gate in April, and they're not doing that this year. So, yay? I guess it was a good sign that they beat the Red Sox 2 out of 3. In the first series and split that series with Toronto. So that was kind of like a, I guess that was like a preview of what was to come. But I feel like they should have, should have, I was speaking the contraction, but should have won two out of three against Baltimore in Baltimore. Then they'd be even better. Darn it. They could have been 14 and 5. Oh well. Don't dwell on that stuff. So, the Yankees were able to saddle Bruce Zimmerman with a loss, although he's his ERA on the season is 0.93. So he's 1-1 one one with a 0.93 ERA. Miguel Castro picked up the win for the Yankees, so he's 2-0 and with a 2.45 ERA. The Yankees' bullpen is really unbelievable. And honestly, the Yankees' starters aren't too shabby either. So the pitching staff was really picking up the offense before the offense decided to hit the ball this past week. So yeah, the Yankees are firing on all cylinders right now. They need to keep it up because they'll be playing the or uh see? I did it on yesterday's show. I did it again. The Royals. They're p- playing the Royals. The Royals are seven and ten right now. In second place though in the AL Central. The twins are the only team in the AL Central that are above five hundred. Yikes. The Tigers are six and twelve. The White Sox are seven and eleven. The Guardians are seven and eleven. And let's just look at West. Why not? The Angels are twelve and seven. The Mariners are eleven and eight. The Astros are ten and nine. The A's are ten and nine. And the Rangers, who signed all those players this off season, are six and thirteen. Hmm. That's interesting. Would you want to bet? That that's not how those standings are going to remain for the rest of the season. If you do want to bet, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. So let's see. Let's go through the lineup. Judge was two for five, Rizzo was two for five, Stanton, Donaldson, Lo Castro, Marwin Gonzalez, Kyle Higashioka, and DJ LeMahieu all had hits. Gallo was the only one without a hit in the lineup today but he walked and he scored a run even though he struck out three times he struck out the most out of everyone Yankees actually struck out nine times the Orioles struck out 12 times yeah but Odor was three for five what a pain in the butt that guy is (laughs) But he'll probably do what he did uh, when he was with the Yankees, where he starts off hot and hits the ball and then he'll do nothing. And then he'll be a cheerleader like he was for the Yankees last season. I did appreciate Ruben O'Dor's role on the 2021 Yankees because after he did stop hitting, he was the guy that came out of the dugout to greet everyone when they hit home runs. And I thought that was kind of cool. Now, let's talk about... A funny thing that Lindsay Adler tweeted, beat writer Lindsay Adler, if you don't read her stuff, what are you doing? She's incredible. She tweeted, I didn't realize this, and I'm so excited now that I know this. Both Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo have hot dogs. They have dachshunds, or dachshins, whatever you call them. And they both showed up to the game today wearing matching Hawaiian-style shirts with pictures of wiener dogs on them that they found on Instagram. Now, Lindsay could not post pictures of this because you're not allowed to take pictures in the clubhouse. This is understandable. So I am going to look on Instagram right now and see if maybe Aaron Judge... Not yet, not yet, but I need to see a picture of this because in 2017, the Yankees were embarking on a West Coast road trip. And if I recall correctly, Aaron Judge and Matt Holiday were wearing matching Sandlot shirts. I have to look this up, but I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. And I found it interesting after last night's game, they interviewed Joey Gallo and asked him about the team and, you know, him hitting the home run again last night and how he's doing. And he said that he had never been in a clubhouse like this, that they're, they really feel like a family and the guys pick each other up and he's never been in this kind of environment before. And I love hearing that. And he was talking about the veterans in the clubhouse and just how passionate everyone is. And, you know, I've said this so many times on the show that it is important for a clubhouse to have veteran players. And, you know, it doesn't have to be old grizzled veterans who are like pushing 40. But, you know, as long as you have a guy that's been in the league for eight to 10 years and, has been around the block, has won a championship, Rizzo. Um, Someone who's been around a long time, Donaldson. It's really important for the young guys to have people like that in the clubhouse. And hearing Gallo say that made me so happy. Because I feel like if this team gets on a roll and they start doing really well and the pitching, you know, the pitching doesn't have to be lights out all the time. The offense doesn't have to score 10 runs a game all the time. But if they can keep on a roll and not go up and down like they did last season and stay a little more consistent, I mean, yeah, there's going to be losing streaks in a 162-game season uh, game season. It happens. That's baseball. You know, the best team in the regular season won 116 games. They still had all those losses because that's what happens in 162. But I feel like this could be a really fun team to watch if they get on a roll. And I'm actually really looking forward to the rest of the season now. I was kind of iffy. I don't know why I was kind of iffy at the beginning of the season, just because so many people were negative about things. And, you know, I'll admit I was negative about the fact that they didn't go after someone like Carlos Correa or Seeger or Simeon or Story or, you know, any of the big free agent shortstops. But, you know, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, he's been solid. He's been great, actually. He has quite a hitting streak going on, and he's, you know, he's not going to hit the crap out of the ball. He's not going to hit the ball 400 feet like Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton, but I I wouldn't mind Isaiah Kiner-Falefa getting one or two singles a night and driving in some runs. That'd be great. He doesn't need to hit 25 home runs, but I really, and it's probably a product of the winning streak as well, you know, because I'm sure once... They get into one of those funks. Hopefully it won't be a long funk, but once they get into one of those funks, we'll be a little more negative about things. But right now, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm liking that the pitching is still strong. The hitters are getting into a groove. Judge is has picked things up in recent days, like within the last week. And, you know, Rizzo's been their player of the month. I said it on yesterday's show. I'll say it again. And... I think that I think this team could be special. You know, not a 1998 special, but I think or even a 2009 special. But I feel like maybe a 2017 special kind of team. I don't know. I I hope I don't jinx them by saying this and I hope I don't I don't know, disappoint myself by the end of the season by thinking that they were going to be good, but I don't know. I feel like they could be, and it could be a fun year for us as fans watching them as long as, you know, people stay healthy. Knocking on wood, because you have to when you talk about the Yankees. So tomorrow's show will be a preview of the Royals series. See? I didn't confuse them with the Orioles this time, but it's hard when they go from playing the Orioles to the Royals, and... We'll go through the pitching matchups and, you know, if the Yankees hitters have seen those pitchers and if the Royals hitters have seen the Yankees pitchers and how they do. And anything else that pops up, if you've noticed, I haven't spoken about the Yankees letter yet because I haven't really honestly read about anything. All I know is the Yankees cheated, the Red Sox cheated, the Astros cheated, and the Yankees didn't cheat well enough to win. So that's annoying. (laughs) I'm not going to be mad that they cheated. I'm mad that they didn't cheat well enough to win. That's all I'll say about that. So for now, that's it for this episode of Locked on Yankees, which is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I would like to remind you that you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcasts, Locked on MLB. Now make your second listen of the day locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Thursday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.